Welcome to another episode of Seemingly Ordinary. This is a mini episode. One of my favorite movies in life is Failure to Launch. It has Matthew McConaughey and a few other people in it. And it's basically about three guys who are in their 30s who are living the dream life. They are rock climbing and scuba diving and they are hiking through the Amazon and just not all of them, but some of them. They're just having a ton of fun. They are playing paintball and they all live at home. They're like 33 years old and they live with their parents. Their parents frequently do their laundry, cook their meals, pay all the bills. Basically, the parents handle pretty much everything for them. Well, this is a great movie and I think I've seen it four times. And eventually, they learn to move out of the house and to be independent. Well, I use this as a preface to talk about Mike Concilio's episode, which I put up two days ago. Mike bought his first house when he was 23. Now I think he owns six or seven houses, maybe more. And I've spoken with some other people who bought their first house, maybe at the age of 19 even. And if I had it to do all over again, I would buy a house when I was 19. Absolutely, I would do this. And if I had a 19-year-old, I would help the 19-year-old buy a house at that age. I just think that the advantages are many. I've written down at least six of them. The first advantage that I can think of is you pay nothing for the house. You basically put down the down payment, but that's equity in the house, so technically you still have that money. Then you start renting it out. Let's say that you collect, mm, just we'll make up some numbers, $1,000 in rent. Let's say that your mortgage is $800. You could double those numbers if you felt like it. Let's say that the mortgage is $1,600, but you're collecting $1,800 in rent. It's really not so much that you're pocketing $200 every month. I mean, that's kind of nice. The more important thing is you're avoiding one of life's biggest expenses, which is housing. According to the FIRE movement, well, I guess according to reality, our four biggest expenses tend to be taxes, housing, transportation, and food. Well, if you can eliminate housing as an expense because you have renters, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, a second thing that would be advantageous is you could give the renters a break on rent. Where I live, you could get a one-bedroom apartment in a pretty nice complex for roughly $900 to $1,000 per month. Well, I know all kinds of people who are renting in this area where they were paying maybe $300, $400, or $500 per month. And instead of having a one-bedroom apartment, they had access to a whole house. They could eat there. They could cook there. They had a big yard. They could paint the walls. You could do all kinds of things. And you have all of that space. And you just wouldn't have that in a one-bedroom apartment, of course. You'd be lucky if they let you have a pet. They would probably charge you more if you did. Everything is beige. You're pretty much not allowed to paint the walls. So the two advantages I can think of so far are you wouldn't pay anything if you were the person who owned the house because you'd be renting rooms and such. And then the renters would be getting a discount on rent. And so then that's really good for them as well. Even if you had some months where you came out negative because you had to put some money into the house, well, hey, you're still saving on rent yourself for 11 months out of the year, and that's pretty fantastic. A third reason I can think of for wanting to have a house when, say, I was 19 is you would be forced to learn real skills. You would be forced to learn maybe a little bit about plumbing. 
utilities, you know, electricity and wiring. You'd be forced to learn maybe a little bit about cement. Maybe you would do some shingling. Maybe you would paint the exterior. Maybe you would paint the interior. You would be forced to learn some of these skills. You might be able to hire a few things out, but pretty soon you'd want to save a little bit of money and you would pick up a few things yourself. My parents became masters at lots of these type of things and more over the time that they owned a house. It's just natural. You own a house, you have to do these things. A fourth skill that I think a person would pick up would be leadership. And you would pick up both what I guess I'm going to call hard leadership and soft leadership. Hard. You would have to figure out, do I need to demand the rent today? Or do I need to evict this renter? You would have to make a separation between, oh, I rented to my friend, but my friend hasn't paid the rent in two months. What do I do? Um, but then there would also be soft leadership. And that's where you coax everybody and you bring everybody along. And it's all about the unity of the group and cherishing the value of each individual as an individual. So I think you would learn some leadership skills, which would also entail real communication. Um, I've taught enough teenagers to know that some are very articulate. Others can barely string a sentence together. God bless them. But that's just how people are. And if you were in these positions, you would have to learn some leadership and some speaking skills. I think those two things probably go together. A fifth trait that I think a person could pick up, and this would just be so great. Remember again the story of failure to launch at the beginning and how we don't want people to be 34 living with their parents and really not functioning on their own. We don't want that. So the fifth skill is you would learn how to assess people. You would have to make a few judgment calls. Is it good to rent with this person? Is it bad to rent with this person? If somebody's your best friend, should you rent with that person? Or would you be better off just hanging out with them on the weekends and enjoying their company? Aristotle had this vision of friendship where he said there are three kinds of friends. There are your fun friends, your work friends, and your virtuous friends. The fun friends are the people that you play tennis and maybe other games with. Uh, could be the person that you go out with on Saturday night uh, and paint the town red and have a good time. That's your fun friend. Now, that could be different than your work friend. Your work friend helps you get the job done. So sometimes you rent with your fun friend and then they sort of blow up your life and blow up the relationship. And that's not any fun anymore. Maybe you'd be better off not renting with a fun friend, but maybe you would because sometimes people are more than one thing. They could be fun, work, virtuous. The virtuous friend is the person who helps you become a better person. That could be your workout buddy or the person that maybe helps you get to church on time, just those type of things, helps you to get to class on time. That's your virtuous friend. So ultimately, this little side note on friendship is here because I want to say that you do need to learn how to assess people, not judge people, not like write people off, not like condemn people, but to understand who you should rent with and who you shouldn't rent with because that's a real decision. So I think ultimately when you are 18 years old in our society, technically you are supposed to be an adult. The fact that maybe we don't necessarily look at 18 year olds as adults all the time, I honestly think that's a tragedy because when you are 18 in our society, you can vote, you can marry, 
You can join the military. You can buy cigarettes. You can move out of your parents' home. You can move across the country. You don't have to ask anybody's permission. You can get a job. You can do all kinds of things that an adult can do. You basically can't buy alcohol. Um, and maybe there's a few other things you can't do, like rent a car. But essentially, you are given many of the rights and privileges of being an adult. So why don't we teach kids more personal finance skills so that they won't be kids anymore, so that they'll be an adult? What does Dave Ramsey like to say? Children do what feels good. Adults do what's right. That's really kind of a good expression. And another thought is maybe you're really truly an adult, not when you hit a certain age, but when you start to pay for things for yourself and or when you really start to take full responsibility for your own life. So for these reasons and many others, I just put this out there as an idea. Um, it would really be cool if maybe we would teach 19-year-olds, more of them, how to buy a house and how to rent to friends, how to have this, some of these leadership skills, how to know how to assess people. And all this would help them also develop some real skills like plumbing, utilities, cement, all of those type of things. Well, thank you for listening. Next full episode on Tuesday.